Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. Today, we're joined by Rob Conboy, Director and Founder of Glavel. We'll hear more about it from Rob and how it helps us advance Net Zero Energy. So, Rob Conboy, we're so glad you're here on the Next Year Energy Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is amazing. It's fun. I, it's definitely one of the, the my favorite parts of work is being able to talk and interview people and learn about the interesting things they're doing, including you and Glavel. So, sort of a hundred thousand foot view. Tell us what Glavel is. Yeah. So, uh, Glavel is this amazing material that's made from recycled glass. Uh, it's been on the market in Europe for over 30 years and has, it's very versatile as a, as a building material. It can be used either as a fill product in infrastructure, um, jobs, or what I was drawn to it. It's an amazing insulator. Um, prior to doing Glavel, I was involved in an uh, organization that was trying to bring financing to energy-efficient buildings. You and I did a lot of great work bringing training for Passive House here to Burlington. And in my role in, in that uh, company, I discovered this product. And what I loved about Glavel is that the promise of insulation for all these energy efficient buildings is the same from day one to day 5,000. So in addition to being made from recycled glass, it doesn't really degrade. Whereas foam board over time that is made with petroleum and nasty chemicals is going to get subjected to rodents and insects and moisture. So the, the promise of that R value of burying that foam will degrade over time. And as you know, we spend a lot of time and money doing energy modeling for these buildings. And to know that the promise of the R value that's under the, the building will be there for the life of the building was, quite frankly, really, really exciting to me. So I realized we started with what and what is Glavel, and we want to get a little deeper, but I didn't yeah. ask who. So, Rob, tell us yeah. <laughs> tell us about you. Yeah, my name is Rob Conboy. I'm the founder and CEO of Glavel. Uh, we are a manufacturer of foam glass gravel out in Essex, Vermont, uh, where we are taking recycled glass that has been ground into a powder um, and adding glycerin and sodium silicate in a mixture that gets deposited onto a belt that gets run through a 25 meter long kiln, reaching a maximum temperature of about 1500 degrees Fahrenheit, and it foams up. So it's a bit like a souffle that way. And what you're left with is this very lightweight aggregate, about 10 pounds per cubic foot, um, that is, as I mentioned, very versatile in terms of uh, a building material and quite frankly, highly sought after. So Glavel, it, I'm looking at it across the table. It looks like a piece of coal. Yeah. How would you describe it for folks yeah, who can't we, see it? We get, you know, sort of that's it clinking for radio. Um, we get that it looks like pumice stone or, or rocks that you might have in a barbecue. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very lightweight, uh, porous uh, material. So I know there are a couple applications, but you were especially excited about the weatherization component of Glavel. Can you talk about how yeah. it might be applied? Um, 
absolutely. So if uh, one of our very first projects was actually out in Seattle, where it was a retrofit, where you know square footage is at a premium, and uh, the customer was renovating a basement and you know digging out the basement to get additional square footage. So they opted to use foam glass gravel as their drainage layer and insulative layer underneath that new foundation that was going to be in the basement. So from a retrofit or, or weatherization standpoint, um, it's great for the, the drainage layer and the insulative layer um, if you're adding square footage in a basement. It can also be used outside the foundation wall as well as a, a fill material, but really it, new construction is, is where we get um, the most call for the product. So here in Vermont on Logic, when you're driving down 89, I always get a little smile because I know that gravel is underneath that new building. Um, here in Burlington, uh, the City Place project has used, uh, right now is using foam glass as a fill material, um, but has plans to use it for its insulative value later in the, in the project as well. So I'm a homeowner in Vermont. I've got an old house. I want to do the right thing. How would gravel, how would that apply to, to me or, or my, my, my friends? Yeah, so homeowners here in Vermont kind of come to us in a couple of different ways. Um, oftentimes you're working with an architect or a builder, and they'll contact us to place an order. But we do get sort of DIY folks that are putting a barn in, in their on their property, that kind of thing. And the best way if you're a DIY homeowner is to go to our website, fill out the request for a quote, and um, our sales and marketing folks will get in contact with you. And then same sort of thing with larger projects here in Vermont. REARC and SD Ireland are getting much more familiar with, with our product. So that's exciting. So re- residential and commercial weatherization, Phil, I think you've been involved in some civic projects too. Is that true? Yeah. Um, So just based on the amount of product that we can currently manufacture out in Essex, we've got one production line. So we can do right around 80,000 cubic yards a year, which is great for servicing residential commercial buildings and some smaller sized um, infrastructure projects. So yeah, here in Vermont, down in Rutland, there was an embankment and I think they needed something like five, 6,000 cubic yards to stabilize the embankment. So that was a great size project for us. Um, as we add additional capacity in, in the Essex plant with our two production lines, then we can start looking at larger infrastructure projects for sure. I'd love to hear a little bit about starting the business and what that was like. You took this technology that you discovered in Germany. Yeah. You decided to bring it to Vermont. Like, can you tell us about that path? Yeah, it actually uh, started with a, an original partner down in New York. We thought we were going to have the first plant down in New York. So we spent quite a bit of time um, talking to the city of New York and trying to figure out a location. We had lined up um, the recycled glass source, but just, you know, it's huge city, very difficult to sort of manage. So it was January of 2018 where we sort of pulled the plug on New York and said, yeah, I'm up here in Vermont. There's an addressable market fairly large in Quebec. Let's do the first plant in in Vermont. And, you know, so much support from the state, from Green Mountain Power. Um, you know, I sort of neglected to mention um, the big fact is that, yes, we brought this technology over from Europe, but by and large, foam glass is manufactured using natural gas. And in 2019, 
um, after watching and seeing Greta uh, cross the Atlantic, um, we realized that we couldn't kick down the the road any further the can of of electrifying our production. I just didn't want to start a company burning fossil fuels. We just we have to stop thinking that way. So we put the line in the sand and said we were going to have uh, all electric kilns and not burn fossil fuels. So we were the first in the world to have an electric kiln to manufacture foam glass gravel. And many thanks to our friends at Green Mountain Power for supplying us virtually carbon-free electrons. Um, so we are proud to have a very, very low embodied carbon building material. The journey really took off when we were able to get some local investors uh, who believed in what we were doing and then lined up the financing for the first kiln, knowing that it was going to be a process. So we're kind of still in the middle of it. We're still deep in the thick of things, um, raising additional investment, getting the first plant fully operational so that we can prove out the concept and, and you know have plants all throughout North America and being a positive force for change in the communities that we land in, in terms of taking a recycled glass that has little or no value or use and turning it to a highly sought after building material. The Inflation Reduction Act um, is going to start kicking in uh, from a building materials standpoint. There's about $8 billion in incentives should be hitting sometime next year once they can figure out the platform by which to verify what the embodied carbon is in the materials. Yeah. Can you tell us about embodied carbon? We, we throw around that term a lot, but it's yeah. important that we all understand it. Yeah. So it's basically all of the energy that it takes to manufacture things. So it's the, you know, it could start with the, the mining of raw materials, the trucking of those materials to a processing plant, the processing of the materials bringing them on site, and then installing them. So all of that has a carbon footprint for it. Right now, unfortunately, we are not manufacturing our own glass powder. So the, the, the sound you hear is Chittenden County solid waste glass that we hope to sometime in the near future be transforming into glass powder. But right now, we're, we're thankful that all of our friends up north are drinking wine and eating pickles and <laughs> having all kinds of uh, glass uses that we're able to take their glass and use their glass powder from Quebec. So that will improve our carbon story by not having to truck in. So you talked about facilities all over North America. Like, really, what are you, what's happening next? Is is the glass component and tackling that or? Yeah, for us, it's, it's really a combination of the, the glass component. Where is that? Where's the, you know, density of population? Where's the demand uh, going to be? So we've got our own kind of metrics that... Um, we go through. Um, we like Northern. You can put a foam glass plant just about anywhere and, and use the product for uh, infrastructure. Um, we're committed to um, not just the infrastructure uh, business, but also buildings. I mean, I came to this from building. So uh, climates that, that need insulation are really where we're targeting and focusing on, on putting uh, additional facilities. It's great to hear the story. Is there anything you'd like to share with listeners that we haven't covered? Yeah, one thing that we we don't necessarily market, we believe firmly in the connection of social justice and the environment. And that began sort of day one 
with our commitment to work with an organization here in Vermont called Working Fields, where they help break the cycle of incarceration. Um, we've been really fortunate, again, here in Burlington, having access to folks like City Council Member Ali Dang has been really instrumental in helping us um, place new Americans in our plant. So the social justice component of, of who and what we are is critically important. So I know your plan is in Essex, but I just want to call out the fact that you are a Burlington Electric customer, you yourself personally, and I think your office is here in Burlington. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So there are, our headquarters is at the the Hula um, shared office space down at the water at the renovated uh, Blodgett plant. Yeah, we feel very thankful to be part of the the Burlington community and especially down at, at Hula with all that entrepreneurial energy. Well, Rob, it was such a pleasure to have you. We are really proud that you're not only a Burlington Electric customer, but that your office is at Hula and you're doing good work, obviously, not only in Burlington, but around the state. Thanks for all your work. Thank you. And thank you for your continued support. It wasn't so long ago that we did a little glavel demo right here in the parking lot at Burlington Electric. And that was a whole lot of fun to have folks come out and sort of see and experience the product and see how it's compacted and how it works on site. So thanks again for that opportunity and this opportunity. Yeah. Well, let's do that again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802-865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to Net Zero Energy. Thank you.